what we were going to uh, talk about tonight, and uh, let's just keep going in the book. So, uh, I am uh, Philip the Trail Mix, and you all know my cohort and co-host, best <laughs> trail buddy a guy could ever ask for, and a brother in Christ, Stephen the Navigator. all right so i kind of led last time so you want to lead this time around okay sounds like a big dance that right yes (laughs) day four the perfect father it's kind of ironic I just said that because my boys were in the hallway just going bananas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those guys are crazy. All right. Perfect Father. So here we go. Day four. Perfect Father is the title of this section. Um, <clears throat> now that. All right. Let's try this again. I cannot talk or write today at all, people, so there we go. Now that you are a member of God's family, your life has changed. In addition to the security of an everlasting relationship with God and forgiveness of sin, your life is changing in many practical ways. It says, read 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Just happen to have it here. Ready to go. Oh, I lied. On the other page. There we go. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Old, all things have become new. What are some changes in your life now that? Uh, oh, I had too many words. My bad. What are some? The question that goes with Corinthians, Second Corinthians, five seventeen. What are some changes in your life now that prove you are in Christ? <clears throat> I put, uh, I feel I have this new confidence. I feel sure about things. I remember what he's done uh, in the past and trust that he will do it again. I believe that without a doubt. What say you? <laughs> um. You know, I like. I I would say that the biggest well. So this is this is an interesting question because this is now that that prove you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. So I I don't. That wording may be a little bit misleading for for me for at least for like early or we'll call them baby Christians, like new believers. Right. Um, yeah. But so like, I'm, I would, I take this to prove to myself that I am in Christ that, you know, my view of God has, was has drastically changed from before I accepted Christ and after even immediately after you know i used to yeah. i used to be that guy or that 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 person that would uh 
describe God as a mean little kid with a magnifying glass burning ants. You know, that that was my view of God before coming to know Christ was he was a vindictive, you know, he was just the only pleasure that he got was in seeing us suffer. And that's that's my that was what my view of God was. Um, and that's why before coming to know Christ, God was kind of just kind of a punching bag for me, you know, and something bad would happen. It would all get blamed on him and and uh holler yell and scream and whatever and um so that that to me that's the biggest change that proves to myself that i'm in christ is that i don't view god like that anymore it's god is you know nothing like what i initially viewed him before accepting christ Um, actually right. the complete polar opposite of what I viewed him as, you know, as <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would agree. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of, I don't want to say funny, but it's different. Like, like I've already answered this question once and I'm like, we're, I'm to answer it again. So it's like, I would agree with what you just said. So, uh, I think the biggest, if I can, elaborate a little more on what I put wrote down here like I have this newfound confidence I, I just feel secure mm-hmm. in uh, with God and uh, <clears throat> and I have no problem telling people that you know mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I have no problem telling people like God's going to be first in my life after that Everything's secondary. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm okay with that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so, yeah. I guess. Question number two? Uh, oh, me, sorry. No. One, one thing oh, real oh, quick. Oh. <laughs> I would, uh, for anybody that's listening to this and heard that last question, just a word of caution if you're out trying to prove to people that you are in christ you are kind of on a dangerous dangerous uh path there um so just keep that in mind when you're you know um your your fruit will prove to people that you are in christ without you having to do anything so Anyway, that's just I just wanted to put that out there because that just the way that that question was worded kind of I don't know. Initially reading it, it rubbed me the wrong way, but I understand what it's getting at. So, right. No, that make that's that's an excellent point what you said there because it's like I mean this book essentially uh, tailors to the new mm-hmm. Christian or not even um people who are christian are like they're just they're trying to get a grip or an understanding on things mm-hmm. uh i mean i'm 46 and when we, when we started this book oh four months ago i guess um i was like where's this book been 
where's this book been? (laughs) You have the Bible and you have people trying to, you know, throughout your life, trying to explain things to you and guide you and stuff. But like this book, I really feel as you go along, just like really is just the bread and butter of Christianity. Mm -hmm. And, um, a relationship with Christ and an understanding of who God is and how he functions. Um, this is it. It, it, it. To me, it was, it was a tremendous help. And so to come back to what you said, uh, this question, um, prove you are in Christ. Like you just said, like, uh, you don't want to go around like, Look at me, I changed, blah, blah, blah. Right. Just show up. People will see it. Yep. Yep. So yep. if yeah. you if you are truly changing and truly in Christ and you're still in the same uh circles of people that you were in before you knew Christ, those people are going to notice the changes. They're going to they're gonna be the first ones to say holy cats, you, you just said no to this or whatever the case might be. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And that's without you doing yeah. anything. You don't have to say nothing. You just have to follow Christ. That's it. That's it. You don't do anything. You don't have to show me like, Hey, look, I got my, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know what to say. To say. Not, not like, look at me. Mm-hmm. I accept the Christ, blah, blah, blah. It's not how it works. Right. I mean, you could be excited for it, but it's, it's if you're if you're looking to prove to other people and that's the sole reason why you're being um, boisterous about it is just to, for the sole purpose of proving to others that you've accept, that you're in Christ, then you've missed the point. Yeah. Anyway, that was my little soapbox there. <laughs> oh, good. It's good. This is all soapbox stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So, number two, what are some old things that are no longer part of your life? Um, I put drinking. It's no longer part of my life. Uh, a big P word, porn. Mm-hmm. You know? All language, being a jerk, mm-hmm. being irresponsible, mm-hmm. just being a total, you know what, fill in the blank, you know? Um, there's a, yeah, it's a, yeah. I mean, there's probably, there's a ton of other things too, but I mean, I've, I literally filled up the lines that I have in the book, so mm-hmm. I figured that was. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to really rehash the last, you know, 30 something years. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> but I would say those are, you know, anything that would, is the, yeah, those are specific items that, mm-hmm. uh, are fairly bad. <laughs> Pretty bad. He's traded it for Jesus. Like, yeah, I'll take, yeah. You just, I don't know what it is. You just, you just want Jesus. You're like, yeah, this is way better. Yep. 
Yeah. And when you get rid of those, or I should say, when Jesus removes those things for you, it's like, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to use a hiking analogy here. Shocker. (laughs) Uh, So when you, we start at, we start at the pickup. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is, 35 to 45 pound packs, whatever it might be. And you walk and you get, you walk through the boulder field and you get to your campsite on the other side of Black Canyon Lake. And you take your pack off for the first time. That weight is off of your back and it feels so good to just drop that pack and just stand up with not, you know, 50 pounds lighter. That is, that's what it feels like, but on an astronomical scale. Mm -hmm. And I apologize Uh, if you've never hiked and never had that opportunity to feel that sensation. But if you, if that's the case, change that, get out and do it. What's the equivalent of, uh, you don't have to worry about where you've been anymore. You don't have to worry about what you've seen anymore. You don't mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. um, worry about, come. I don't know. I think those are just so many things you don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. You just, yeah. you're not always looking on your shoulder like, oh, did I cover my tracks? Or did I do this? Or did I do that? Yes. He's like, hey, I didn't do anything. Huh. Mm-hmm. You know, just keep moving forward. <clears throat> that's a, that's a pretty that's a that's a that's the same man. That's uh that's a huge yeah. That's a that's a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a real. <clears throat> Question number three. Are there old habits, attitudes, or actions that no longer need to be part of your life now that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. So I would say the simple answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, though, it's a little more complicated than just you know, um, removing old habits, attitudes, or actions. Um, Because all of this stuff is the work of the Holy Spirit anyway. Yeah. You know, removing the old habits, removing the old attitudes, removing the old actions, um, you know, all those old so you think things. Gardener, just like pulling weeds out of your life. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean it. No, no, that's, that's a perfect, uh, perfect analogy for it is, um, cause it, it like this, these, these uh, ideas, like removing the old habits, attitudes, and actions, 
um, is very, very personal and it's between you and the Holy Spirit because he's going, he's going to remove habits and attitudes and actions that need to be removed for you to grow in Christ. However, he's still going to use some of those things down the road to help you be uh, um, uh, fulfill the Great Commission and spread the the gospel and um. yeah, you're right because uh, and it's not. It's not sunshine and rainbows either when this when the, these things happen. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, you you're not more than likely you're not gonna like it, mm-hmm. but you have to go through it. But once you get through it and you understand it, like you just said, now you're prepared to use it to help someone else. Or, um, shoot, what was the word I was gonna say? Um, uh. You are, uh, you have the knowledge, you, you are, you're knowledgeable now. You are, you like, all right, that was, you can look back and like, that was, yeah, I had to go through that. So I, I, I yeah, so I understand how it, it, it works. So you can see, you know, the negative effect it's having on your life. Mm-hmm. Like you can have a first class garden, but it can be full of, and it can look huge and green, but it's, I mean, prior to Christ, it's just, you got some first class weed growing. That's it. Yeah. So those are going to come out and they got some heavy roots sometimes. And you gotta, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not fun sometimes when that stuff gets pulled, but it's gotta get pulled. You know, and yeah. the other thing to keep in mind too is that, in in keeping with your your garden analogy, when you if you pull a weed, you know, generally speaking, you're not going to get the whole root to come out. So, like this side of eternity, that whole root is not going to come out. So you're still going to have that come up every once in a while. It's gonna co- it's gonna poke up above the surface and it's gonna see if it can see how much it can grow. Yeah. Um, and that's where you trust God. Like, all right, God, um, got a situation here. Yes. Need your help. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, on the other side is when that that entire root is totally gone. It didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think too, something that uh, may be beneficial for, for people to hear at least because I didn't, I didn't uh, like all this stuff, you know, remove the, the old things that are no longer part of your life, the changes in your life. Um, removing the the old habits attitudes and actions that was a long process you know oh yeah it didn't like happen like overnight done you're you were one way now you're another 
I mean, yeah. some people that that's how it works sometimes. I don't know, but uh, it did not work that way for me. Um, for me. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're in this process and you know, you've been, you've accepted Christ, you accepted Christ. We'll just, for the sake of argument, uh, a year ago or longer, and you're still in this process, don't, don't, don't get tied up on the, the length of time that it's taking you to get through this, whatever, whatever the, this is, whether it's Mm. alcohol or drugs or porn or whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that you're in the process and you stay in the process. You rely on the Holy spirit and you trust in God's timing and God's sovereignty and then you you come out the other side and then you're right where 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 we're talking about where you're like yeah I that sucked but I had to do it and now I'm looking forward to how God's going to use that through me to help somebody else right yep Oh, and you're taking all my ideas and just really elaborating on it tonight, which is great because, like, my brain is fried from the sun today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'm wearing a hat or something. Oh, that's why there's two of us. <laughs> that's right, yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, Oh, so what does it really mean that all things are become that all things become new new values new friends ideas or habits specifically what are a few of the new things you can already see in your life um, I, mean, I mean for me personally i just um i don't ever since last April, I, mean, I have a new direction. I just have this confidence that God's going to go before me and sleep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I feel, yeah, it's like, hey, what's, what's the deal? Um, but yeah, I mean, once you become, you accept Christ, uh, become a new believer like this is just kind of a almost a reiteration of the two previous questions you will open new values and new friends and new ideas and, and you will develop new habits mm-hmm. um, so it like you, like you just did it's a process and I believe that process never stops oh yeah right um, right I mean, if you think you get it all figured out, you're, you're fooling yourself. So, like, oh. yeah, God has a way of humbling you. And just once you want to accept that and just like, all right, I got, I got this problem. I got that problem. Or you just go through that situation, whatever it is with uh, God and the Holy Spirit. You'll... Uh, you come on. Uh, you obviously come out on the other side, better for it, 
but uh, there will always be the next thing. You know, it's never. But as you go through these situations, you'll know how to handle things better. You'll have the knowledge. You'll know. Um, man, words are not my friends tonight. I don't know what my deal is. <laughs> <laughs> um, your, your relationship with God will progress and get tighter and tighter as you go through life. But yeah, all the old things prior to you uh, accepting Christ. Will sometimes immediately disappear, and some of them take a little longer to disappear, or or even just change. Like, say you accepted Christ in the middle of the week, but you had plans on a weekend to go whoop it up somewhere, and all of a sudden you're not going to show up and go whoop it up. And people are like, why? I'm like, well, you know, I met Jesus, and so on and so forth. So. You know, naive planted a seed for those people. They may make fun of you or give you a hard time, but maybe one of them will want to know more eventually. So, yeah. 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 Once the gardener's got a hold of you, now you, now you start planting stuff. Right. It's, uh, it's just one big garden out there. <laughs> <laughs> There's weeds though in that garden but yes lord lord is the lord and he is he can do whatever he wants it's fantastic that's right mm -hmm. oh so now it says uh ephesians 4 Ephesians. There you are. Ephesians 4:17 to 32. There it is. In the Bible, it's titled uh, "The New Man," um, which then goes into "Do not grieve the Spirit." Here we go, Ephesians 4, 17 through 32. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanliness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put on uh, that you put off concerning your former conduct, 
the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on a new man which was created according to God and true righteousness and holiness. <clears throat> Therefore, put away lying. Let each of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor who, oh wait, uh, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, what is good, that he may have something to give who has need, that no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. <clears throat> Does this passage any other ways in which your life should be different or new because of your faith in Christ? Yeah, it kind of gives you some basic instructions on how to conduct yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. I put this passage as basically instructions on how to follow Christ. Every suggestion made in this passage should be followed. So, yes. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it ver verbatim actually. Like that's that's it. Uh it I mean, it's not like a all-inclusive, end-all-be-all list of things that every Christian has to do. Or it's not an end-all-be-all list of things that you have to do to be a Christian, but it's a list of things that all Christians should strive for. You know, a lot of those things, um, you know, uh, be angry but do not sin. Don't let the, the sun go down on your anger. To do that is really, really hard. You know, you really have to be relying on the Holy Spirit and the power of of uh, uh, of God working working in you to accomplish that, especially in the heat of the moment. Um, but that's 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 kind of the point too. Is that as a Christian, there's you can't do anything, any of this stuff. You can't do it on your own. If you're trying to do it on your own, you are going to fail. Period. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> yeah, this it's a, a, a it is a list of 
or an instructions on how to how to be a Christian, how to show Christ through you is by doing or trusting him to do that list through you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the cool part is like, you're going to want to do these things. Like you get to do these things, be excited about it. Yes. It should be like, it shouldn't be like, all right, I better not swear. Or, oh, I better not get, you know, overly angry or whatever else. Um, But, you know, you know, bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, it was making, just like, oh, it should make a checklist. She's like, it should be automatic. Like, yeah, you know, are you going to mess up once in a while? Yeah, you're going to mess up. Okay. But it's like, if you accept Christ and you still act the same way prior to it, you uh, you guys miss you. Something's going on. Mm-hmm. So, right. Um, there should be a little flip switch going on progressively. It's like running through the, like, once you <laughs> think of my kids are like, so like, thinking of you prior to Christ is like a dark house. It's dark and just all these bad things could are in there. So you just think of like, then you let God in. You think God is like a five-year-old. He just runs in and starts flipping on all the lights everywhere. Then he runs upstairs and flips on all those lights and just lets all the light. So, all the bad stuff starts going away. It's not so bad in here now all the lights are on. So it's like, you know. So I should write a book of analogies. I should. I just got a ton of them. Right? Anyways. <laughs> so your heavenly father loves you unconditionally and only wants to give you his best your earthly father should be an example of the heavenly father's love unfortunately not everyone has the advantage of a loving family and some have suffered greatly because of dysfunctional relationships with their parents but there is hope for everyone you now have a father in heaven who is everything you always wanted and a father and more. Read Matthew seven eleven. Love this verse. Seven. Actually, I think we probably should go back to back to seven. Seven seven. Yeah. Let's do it. Because it kind of jumps right in the middle of things there, so. Sure. It's gonna make more sense. You want to read it? Sure. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who seeks, or sorry, for everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If then, if then you, okay, if then who are if then who who are evil, know how to give good th- good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts, good things to those who ask Him? This is like. 
if, if if you're a brand new Christian and you're going to pick uh, one section of scripture to absolutely hang your hat on, this is a great one. Right. And even more so if you are a father <laughs> or yeah. have a father, earthly father, because mm-hmm. that, I mean, it's I, like starting in nine. If you, if your son, if his son asks him for bread, will he give him a stone? You know, if his, uh, if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? It's not like Jesus being sarcastic right there. It's like, are you serious? Right. Yeah. It, it's like, and, and, and then, you know, you could just, I could just see the people that he's the, the person or people he's talking to going, what? no, we wouldn't do that. Like, so yeah. as for bread, I'm gonna give him bread. I'm not gonna give him a rock, right? You know, and then he slaps him with, "All right, then. So you who are evil, know how to give good things. How much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Like us being fallen, sinful." whatever we still know how to give good gifts we still know how to give right gifts god being absolutely perfect and holy if we can give good gifts being sinful and broken and fallen how much more would he give being perfect and holy and And this is just this is another one of them the sections of scripture that just kind of makes your skull crack when you really start, you know, thinking about it, and then it really um, this this portion really changed my my view of of God early on was because I had never thought of it this way, and then you hear this this section of scripture. And then it's like that Holy Spirit come, gets in your mind and flips that switch, like click. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I feel really dumb for how I thought about God the last twenty some years. You know? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad you started at seven because, like, that. uh Um, Jesus puts it out there right away. He's like, mm-hmm. if you ask, it'll be given to you. If you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will be open. So it's, uh, to me, I feel like it's like a reference. It's, it's like, uh, you know, you're, <clears throat> you're seeking, you're looking, you're knocking, you're asking, like, work. Finally, you're just like, like you're looking for, you know, you're looking for God, looking for Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's like, for everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, and to find him who knocks, it will be open. 
So like God's waiting, wait, God, God's there, you know, he's like, Hey, mm. I'm just here. Ready, ready. You know? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like I'm saying, I feel like I'm like, obviously that's the first thing you have to do is like, find like you're, looking for the answers god's you know god backslash jesus is the answer <clears throat> and then all these other great things kick in like your your heavenly father as a he, he's just he's gonna bless you with gifts because now you're You've quit being evil. I don't know you're asking for like things. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I try not to reiterate too much of what you said. I'm trying to like come up with new stuff, but it's not working. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes total sense. I, it, it, yeah. Like, and I know a lot of like um, the this section of scripture. People use this section out of you know as uh uh oh, i just lost the word <clears throat> um prosperity gospel people really like this section like yeah. asking you to receive that's great god is a genie and i can just rub right, the lamp. lamp and i can ask him for something and i'm gonna get it now that's not yeah. what he's talking about you're gonna get a big fat nothing. Yes. Like Yeah. Um well, you know, unless you're asking for Jesus to come into your heart. You're right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean she's just like, oh asking for, you know, outlandish things. Mm-hmm. You know. Boy God, I could really use a ham sandwich. Nope. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Montana bread. That yeah. sounds delicious. <laughs> mm. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um. Can you use an antelope tag if anybody's listening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that? That's the kind of stuff that we're talking about. That's like, right. Yeah, that's frivolous. That doesn't make it doesn't matter. Right. That falls under the category of evil gifts or just being evil. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yep. I really like uh, this with, in hand in hand oh. with. Um, oh, I had it and I just lost it. Um, where he talks about. Uh, the uh, the sparrows and the flowers and you know. Oh yeah, I love that one. That's like um, hold on, it's like it's uh, it's right here. <laughs> it's on the other side of the page. Uh, verse twenty six of chapter six. Look at the birds of the air, for they. Neither's, hopefully this is what you're talking about. 
For they neither sow nor reap nor gather in the barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? Yes. Is that what you were going for? Yes. Okay. I hope so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Soon as you said that, I was like, oh, it's right here. <laughs> that is, you know, the idea of God being a genie, you know, and you ask and you shall receive. Yeah. That is, that is only around pre-Jesus, like, I, I call it B.C., before Christ. So, yeah. that mentality is only there B.C. After you accept Christ, like, really, truly accept him, that mentality goes away. Um... And then this other mentality uh, the, from the other verse that, you know, God takes care of the flowers. He, he puts, he clothes the flowers and he makes the flowers absolutely gorgeous. He feeds yeah. the sparrows that they don't have to, they don't have to sow. They don't have to plant. They don't have to do like the gardening stuff. They don't have to do any of that. And God still feeds them. Uh how much yeah. more would he do that for us because God loves us and how much more important are we than the sparrows and the flowers? Yeah. And yeah. so that makes the ask and you shall receive in a little bit, in a different context, in a different light. Yeah. And if you go before that, you go to verse 24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, mammon is material wealth or possessions. <clears throat> so you uh, so you got to pick one. You can't do both. Now, the kicker is, you're like, well, what about rich people? Yeah, there, I know some fairly, I know some incredibly wealthy people that are godly people. I don't know. Yes. But they're godly people, first and foremost. So, um, yeah. Yeah. There's your answer. And they're God first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that is very, very apparent. Um, or it can be very apparent for somebody who is super wealthy. Yeah. Um, but I honestly, I don't envy somebody who is super, super wealthy. Um, just if nothing else, because of, uh, and I don't remember the reference for this one either. I'm terrible with references. I just remember the the, the verses. Um, you know, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a wealthy person to get into heaven. Yeah. I, that if that doesn't if you're wealthy if you're super wealthy listening to this and that verse doesn't scare the daylights out of you. <laughs> yeah. 
actually has started a few um we'll call them debates debates yeah there's some that sounds like politically correct term yeah it definitely is for one one situation but (laughs) (laughs) but i mean and uh, you got we we gotta be it's twofold like we as the uh like not super wealthy have to be careful about how you address those kinds of topics uh because that i mean it that can be a really touchy subject in like group bible studies and things like that you know if you have a mix of uh you know, middle class, lower class, and the super wealthy. That that could um, that could cause some serious issues. Um, but at the same time, you know, the the super wealthy people they they have to admit that they're they're held to quite a high standard, you know, and they're under constant barrage of those fiery darts that the enemy is throwing at them oh sure yeah because not only they have they have the means to pretty much do whatever they want right you know where i can't be tempted to go buy a mclaren (laughs) you know (laughs) so there's one for you what's a mclaren it's a really expensive car Okay. I think James I Bond drove thought. one in a movie once. I don't know. Oh, I got you. But I'd rather have F-350. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyways. But, anyway, that's just another one of those yeah. things. I'm glad you said they're, they're held to like a higher standard because they probably are, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because God's like, yeah. I gave you, I gave you all of this. What did you do with it? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, um, oh, shoot. I don't even want to try to remember this Bible parable, but I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, there's a couple of them. More like, I think Jesus is in the temple or someone's in. Someone gave like a bunch of money in the temple. You know, like look at me, look at all the money I just gave. And then like the lady gave like uh mm-hmm. like some copper coin or something. Yeah. And then the the gal that had the perfume that she broke that dumped on Jesus. She yeah. like, like all those people like they like like literally had nothing or like very little very limited funds. And they just gave until they just they had nothing to give. But uh, they just they still relied on 
it just was that they they believed in Jesus so much that you're just like take it mm-hmm. done right. I know you take care of me. yeah or even the lady that uh um was uh I'm doing air quotation here that was bleeding for what like twelve years mm. and uh. She, she just like remember she just get close enough to touch the hem of his garment she instantly got healed just because she believed yep. you know faith faith that kind of faith me personally i need those reminders every day yes yeah yep. I, I got scarred on the face because of it but um that should remind me every day but i don't know maybe i see that scar so much it just becomes part of my face now so yeah that's a reality check. Never said that out loud until now. Oh. Anyways, it's amazing what you can take for granted, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I will say the other day when I was in urgent care, though, because so it's the left side of my head that's still screwed up. I was in urgent care for the right side of my hip because of a hamstring. So I'm just picture this. I'm sitting in the chair, trying to lean on the left side of my hip and pull my arm up. Granted, my left rotator cuff is torn also. So I'm trying to put, I'm trying to put, trying to sit in this chair off my right side, take the pressure off my right side. Lean on my left side, which has a torn shoulder and still have half my, you know, front quarter of my skull is numb. And I just want to take a nap. So I'm like, that was, I haven't been that uncomfortable in a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I think I'm not going to nap while I was waiting for the doctor. But it's just like, <laughs> it sucks. I'm going to put muscle up. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where I was going with that story. But, anyway. but yeah, oh, the reminder of like taking things for granted. Even though God's brought you so far. You just kind of almost forget sometimes what you've been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you forget what you've been through, and uh, I, I think you also kind of forget that that Jesus was right there with you through that whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, and He's yeah. still right there. Um. I saw a perfect example, like, it, it was, okay, so this was back probably around, oh, it was just before Christmas, because it was right around the time we did our all Christmas Christmas concert, or all church Christmas concert, and uh, my wife was having some issues with some dental work that she had uh, had done, and so the whole left side of her face had started to swell up and so we took her into the emergency room and uh as we walk in um we get checked in whatever we go sit down because you know it's we're we're planning on like a four hour wait because the emergency rooms out here are just insane um and so we're sitting there, and here comes uh, this 
Um, couple came walking in. Uh, wife is in, like, it's not really a wheelchair. It's kind of a goofy-looking chair-slash-bed kind of thing. Um, and she, they come get wheeled in. She wheels in. He's sitting next to her. And I don't know what's wrong with this lady, but she is in excruciating pain. Um, like she can barely talk. Um, she's doubled over just excruciating pain. You can tell in her face and, um, I'm going to try to try to tell this story without getting choked up because every time I think about it, um, so the husband is sitting in the chair right next to his wife in the wheelchair thing. And he's got he's got his hand on her hand and he's got her his arm over her shoulder, his head up against hers, and he's just you know rubbing her shoulder, telling her it's gonna be okay, I'm here, we'll get through this, it's gonna be fine. And um, as I'm sitting there and I'm watching this play out, and then all of a sudden this wave comes over me like, that's it. That's that's the picture of that Jesus is that husband with us every, you know, every day, every time we go through something hard, um, every time we're sitting in that <clears throat> quote-unquote emergency room wherever that might be whatever the situation is jesus is right there he's got his hand on your hand he's got his arm over your shoulder rubbing your shoulder his head's right here again he's got his head right up against yours and he's just telling you it's going to be okay we're going to get through this i got you we're going to do it and those are the and that's when it really hit me that that not only do we tend to let the situations fade as time goes by, you know, what we've been through, but that part of it that, you know, yeah, Jesus was there with me through that situation. He's going to be with me through this situation too. And I know that's when I, uh, was kind of had my eyes open to my own, you know, misgivings about letting things kind of fade and forgetting, taking things for granted. And, you know, um, mainly that fact that Jesus is right there with you. He is there with you the whole time and he will see you through whatever the situation is. He's always there. He's waiting for you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened for you. Right. I'm not sure where to go from there. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I've always seen that. Sort of mic drop on the on the 
uh, every episode. It's just like, bottom line is, on the very last page here for day four, is uh, there's some personal reflection questions, if you will, as a friend of mine likes to call them. Uh, I'll just spot them out. I'm not going to give an answer, but they, it can be food for thought for our listeners. Uh, did your father ever tell you that he loved you? When and how often? Did your father ever show you that he loved you by giving you quality time? Uh, and then at the next little chunk of scripture to read is uh, read John 3.16. Um, but we all know John 3.16. For God sold the world that he um, well, how could I just instantly draw a blank? <laughs> God so well, the sent his only son. Pull me out! Oh, my, 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 I can't even pull John 3.16. Oh my gosh. God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son. That's uh, whoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have ever everlasting life. Yeah. Oh my word. See, I've been having trouble things, man. Trouble, trouble. Isn't that terrible? How do you forget a scripture like that? No, that's not terrible at all. I blank on stuff like that a lot. It's actually. I shouldn't be surprised. Like sometimes, like I'll have a conversation with somebody, like at work a lot. Like we'll talk a lot, and like, um, they're like, "Remember we told you?" I'm like, "No, I, I, I don't remember that." I'm like, I literally don't even. I remember her. Somebody said something about this was a couple of weeks ago. One of the guys is like, "Hey, remember yesterday?" Blah blah. I'm like, "Yesterday? What did I do yesterday?" And they just came in this look like you don't remember what you did. I'm like, you like you were here working. I was like, "Huh? Okay." Like, <laughs> didn't even didn't remember. That's bad. Anyways, I'm not complaining. It's just like. It's frustrating. John 3, 16. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's a, that's a father's love to give up his only son, you know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, if you come from a loving physical family, God used that to prepare you to receive his love. Even if your parents did not believe in God or the Bible, they were God's instruments to lead you to him. And then it says, contact them today if possible and thank them for this. Uh, then there's a couple more, we'll close out with a couple more uh, reflection questions here. Maybe you grew up or are growing up without a father figure, which uh, I think is an understatement today's age. Yes. And how does that make you feel? That's a can of worms. Mm -hmm. um, uh, is there no other male figure in your life you look to as a father? And if you do not have an earthly father, are you willing to let God fill this place in your heart and meet your needs. Well, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Those, the last 
two questions I read are just, I could talk an hour on those two questions. Or one of them is a statement. But anyways, bottom line is for day four is that God in heaven is your heavenly father and he's willing and wants to fill all the gaps in your life, weed out all the bad in your life and put in new good things in your life and make you a joyful instrument and a light for the rest of the world to see. So I, I almost can't even put in the words like how awesome it is to uh, just uh, have something like that in your life. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fantastic. Yes. Like, it takes me back to the question uh, uh, that we, the first question we talked about, like, proving you are in Christ. Um, the proof, you want to prove that you're in Christ, just, it should ooze and radiate from your pores of the, your skin. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to say a word. Right. You shouldn't. You just People are just like, that's a changed man. That's a changed woman. Um, think of something's something's going on. Something's we got whatever they got, we want. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. hopefully, that's the bottom line. <clears throat> I don't know what to say. <laughs> that makes two of us. I... God is for you. He's not against you. He wants you. He loves you. He's waiting for you. You just got to show up and ask him. That's that simple. And my bookmark fell out of my Ephesians chapter 4. That's how I find Ephesians. I've had this bookmark. My grandma made... She painted that rascal and it sits in Ephesians 4. It has for years. It fell out now. Oh, that fell out another. What's going on? Today is not my day. (laughs) Good night. Anyways, people. God's the perfect father. He's waiting for you. Doesn't matter what your earthly father was or is. God, he's he's waiting and willing to make a difference in your life. Yep. That's all I got. I don't know what what else to say. That's 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 it right there. I will say, um, if anybody does want a copy of this book i'd be more than happy to send it to you so get a hold of us it is a phenomenal book and we're just going to keep going through it because it is like the bread and butter it breaks down uh uh it, it basically breaks down it breaks down the how to have a relationship with jesus how to come to know jesus and god and how it all works and um it's fantastic so anytime you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? I think I want that book. I'd be more than happy to send it to you. Just let us know. 
uh, email us at the it's the trail mix podcast at yahoo.com isn't it uh trail mix podcast 316 uh, 316 at gmail. Uh, that's good. god don't listen to me listen to phil he's the tech man <laughs> 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 uh, make a good team yes sir uh, anyways people it's hot it's done still up and my dome is sunburnt and apparently represent us how that dome is cooked so well remember we love you God loves you peace out peace I stole both lines <laughs>